Hey guys, this is Josh Peak. I'm the host of The Josh Peak Show, and today I have a special guest, Cole Kelly. Uh, Cole and I were texting back and forth, and you know, a lot of times I I batch my, my podcast where I'll schedule everything for a Monday and have four or five interviews, whatever. Sometimes, though, I get a text or a private message, and we start talking, and I'm like, hey man, let's just, let's record this on a podcast. Sometimes they're not even scheduled. If I feel moved to do something like this, um, and that's exactly what happened in this situation. And so Cole, uh, I really enjoy talking with about, uh, a variety of different things, USA wrestling, um, let's let the kids wrestle, um, you know, and start opening up some States I, at this point. I think we've, you know, I think people are ready to get moving and get things going and you're starting to see it in, in, in a lot of States, especially in Oklahoma, um, in, in Utah, places like that. So, uh, we talked about that, talked about a little bit about politics um, and also business as well. So I think you're really going to enjoy this show. I've got a lot of good shows coming up. Um, I've, on my Facebook feed, I've had a lot of people, uh, We I put a post out, you know, about cryptocurrency and, uh, and who I should interview if I was going to do that. And so I got a lot of response on that. So there, I've reached out some people. We've been talking. So I've got some, I got a few folks scheduled to do that, uh, which I think... I'm going to create a series on on cryptocurrency on this podcast. Maybe do four, five, six shows, uh, and just focus on cryptocurrency and why you should be in it, what it is, what is the blockchain. And there's a lot of questions, that, excuse me, that I think people want answered. And so uh, it'll be more of an educational piece. And anyways, if you want to find more about me on on social media, you can do that. Uh, my Instagram is at Josh Peak. Twitter it's at Josh Peak. YouTube. Uh, ask Josh Peak, and then also go if you want resources on how to grow a business, how to be successful in business, and you need help in doing that. You can go to my uh, to my website, joshpeak.com. I have plenty of tools there that can help you get started. Uh, if you need help, always reach out to me. Um, I've got a you know I run a big agency, and um, but I'll make time. I'd love to, I'd love to helping people out and being successful in in whatever endeavor they're doing. So again, uh, I hope you enjoy this uh, show. I think you will. It's with Cole Kelly. You guys, have a great day. Josh P. Hey everybody, this is Josh Peak. Welcome to the Josh Peak Show, uh, where I'm your host. And today we have Cole Kelly um, and some really interesting news going on in the wrestling world, obviously with this COVID going on. Uh, but I'm excited to have you on here, uh, Cole. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? I mean, I have, I see that, you know, obviously you're a tournament director of the Rumble Wrestling Tournament and you sent a message out today that was pretty exciting. So uh, it's good to have you on. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm I'm excited to be on. I we have a lot in common, Josh. Uh, we you know we both love wrestling and we both love politics. So, I uh, you know you and I follow each other and uh, inter- interact quite a bit on on social media, and it's uh, it's good to talk with you. So, uh, but yeah, I, I run uh, I run a couple of events. Um, the one recently that uh, I'm really excited about is the Rockwell Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, it's traditionally been a high school tournament. It's a, a bracketed tournament, so not, it's not a dual tournament, but it's a bracketed tournament. And uh, last year we had 77 teams from seven different states. Um, and, uh, you know, we had Clovis, California that won the event and Windsor, Colorado that, that was the runner up. And so, it, you know, it's, it's, it's high quality event, and a lot of good wrestlers that have been 
attending our event. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, when you're an event manager in this this climate right now with COVID, it's uh, it's scary. It's a little bit uh, you don't know what's coming down. And for a long time, I've I've made the decision that I'm not going to wait for um, I'm not going to wait for the National Federation or the Utah High School Activities Association to make decisions. I'm going to move forward in a way that I think, uh, you know, we can continue to provide the event and uh, um, create the opportunities for kids to compete. So, so how, what's the environment like at where you're at right now in Utah? Utah's, I think, you know, Utah's one of the more conservative states. We're definitely in a red state uh, here. We have a Republican governor and, and uh, you know, and, and I, I don't know how political or unpolitical you want me to get on, on this podcast, but I'm uh, fine. Many guys like what you want. <laughs> I, I, I've, you know, I've done a lot of research and I, I, I feel in a lot of ways that it's coming down to your, you know, the it, it, politics, you know, if you're, if you're in a blue state, you're, you're not playing high school sports. If you're in a red state, we're playing. And uh, I, I think it's unfortunate that uh, politicians are playing politics with kids lives I really do and uh, I've done I've done another enough research with the data to feel like you know what it's safe for kids to play um, and uh, I think I think kids need to be out and they need to be active and they need to you know for more for their mental health as much as anything to uh, to be able to have a, a normal high school experience you know um, and I've got a I've got a son who's a senior, and uh, and and that's been a big part of my motivation is that, you know I want him to have as normal a high school experience as, as we can through this. And uh, he's grown up running this event with me. He's grown up, you know, rolling out mats. He's grown up taping mats. He's grown up towel tapping, you know, referees. And uh, and so this is you know this is an event that is more than just an opportunity for him to compete. It's the event that he's grown up, you know, being a part of. And uh, so I wanted, you know, I wanted to make sure that we could, you know, make things work. So, you know, with with the climate in Utah, kids are back to school, we're competing. We've had in Utah um, two wrestling events, two major wrestling events. We held our um, our Greco and, and, and freestyle state tournament. And uh, we opened it up actually to other states, even though it was a Utah State tournament. And uh, we had we had good participation with that. And then we held uh, Western States here, um, which was an open tournament again for for kids to travel in, and had had good numbers for that. So so we've we've held a couple of events, and and they've been decent sized events in a in a in a professional venue, not a high school you know gymnasium, and 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 they've gone well. So. Um, those were both in, um, uh, July that we held those. So, yeah, we almost came up to one of them. There's some friends of ours that, um, they're up there at Ivanoff's up in, uh, Sioux plays. Yeah. And then, uh, some friends of ours are there in Colorado. So that was amazing. Both of them were great tournaments. Um, we should have came, we had, we did have, a we had the Reno tournament here in Tulsa that had quite a few people. So we're Oklahoma and Utah are similar. You know, yeah. we're, we're a state that had 77 counties. I think we're the only state had every 77 all counties went red. So we didn't have one county um, that's I, that's went blue in a long time. And so we're pretty conservative. I mean, people want they love the wrestling in Oklahoma, right. they love their football in Oklahoma. Um, yeah. So it looks like we're doing a pretty good job as far as getting things going back. Um, I, I wouldn't say normal. 
I mean, we're definitely, it's definitely yeah. not normal. It's not wide open. Well, and that's why, you know, something I'm, I'm working with right now, I've been working with, uh, it, instead of sanctioning my event through um, the National Federation and through the Utah High School Activities Association, and I'm not, I'm not trying to do this to create enemies or to, you know, but I, I know that there's a lot of pressures from governments and they're tied to those governments to, you know, to, to keep it uh, limited, you know, the opportunities. And um, if I, if I sanction my event through the Utah high school activities association, the only, the only athletes that can compete in that tournament then are um, kids that are competing for their high school teams. And, if, if uh, California is a good example, in California, they're not going to be starting their wrestling season until April. You know, wow. I, had, I had a coach from New Mexico that reached out to me and, and the same thing. He, they're not going to be starting their season, their high school wrestling season until April. And so if, if a kid from New Mexico wants to come to our event, he's not going to be able to do that if I sanction it through the National High School Federation or the Utah High School Activities Association. But if I sanction that event through USA Wrestling, that wrestler has the opportunity to come and compete as an independent wrestler. See, so that could happen here in Oklahoma. I'm not saying it will, but if OSSAA decides they're not gonna have a state tournament, USA could have a high school state tournament. Right. Okay, USA could have a, yeah. and, and uh, that could be interesting because who's to say they may not like it more and maybe want to go that route at some point we homeschool. So the only reason that we, and I think a lot of people would even want to participate in a high school in, in some, in some ways is because of, of athletics, you know, I know in Idaho, they have the Tebow bill in Florida, they have the Tebow bill where it allows a guy, a young man or girl, whatever. Um, if they want to participate in wrestling or, or volleyball or whatever, if they live in that district and they pay taxes, then they can go to that, school to participate in, uh, in, 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 you know, school activities. Right. Right. And they, and they do that in Utah as well. So if, if you're, if you're a homeschool, um, athlete, um, you, you have to compete in your boundary school. So you can't choose right. which school you, you, you want to compete for. And, and that's actually a little more strict than somebody who is in the public school system. Um, if you're a homeschool kid, you can compete um, in your boundary school on your, on, on those high school teams. Yeah. We're trying to pass it here in Oklahoma. I've worked with a U.S. Congressman on, on, I do a lot of digital marketing for, um, politi uh, politicians and, right. um, which is interesting. And then yeah. also portfolio businesses. So, um, we're, we're trying to pass that here in, in Oklahoma. It's election cycle. So they're not going to bring it up until February. Uh, but it'd be nice to have that here in Oklahoma, like every, you know, 37 states has it. We don't. And I understand why a lot of them are, you know, the, the homeschooling parents are going, well, if you do that, that may open up where the state can tell us how to how to educate our kids and, and whatever, which I, I see their their um, their concern. However, it's an opt in bill. So if you opt in, then you have to meet a certain criteria. If you don't, you can still homeschool and do whatever, you know. Mm -hmm and not, not participate in it. I think things are changing though. Uh, but you're, I mean, so you teach and coach, right? At, at a school. Well, yeah. Yeah. I teach at a public high school. I, I teach at American Fork high school in here in Utah. Um, I, I love my job. I love what I do. Um, I teach finance. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, you can see my board behind me there. It's a, it's, it's, it's a little uh, scenario where I do rich and able and talk about uh, just money and finance. Um, but uh, the, uh, you know, I, 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 I buck the system a lot. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I work in a, I work in a, in a system that I don't agree with, you know, and it's, uh, it can be frustrating at times, but, I, but I, you know, I like the interaction that I have with kids. I like the opportunity I get to work with kids, but I often disagree with, you know, the system and what's going on and the decision-making and, and uh, a lot of the politics that surround education. Well, what's interesting about that is uh, you, you adapted to TikTok way before a lot of people did. So you, you kind of went viral on there. I mean, I mean, you, you had a lot of views and I think it's interesting how you took finance and, in, in education and did it, you know, that you accomplished what, I guess what you wanted to with it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I, I mean, basically it really wasn't uh, any, any brilliant idea. Uh, I, I saw that my own kids were, you know, using TikTok, and I, and I saw that, you know, my students were, you know, into TikTok, and, and I just said, you know, I, I, I'm generally of the opinion that I want to go to where students are and, mm -hmm. and try to, and try to meet them there and and uh, try to help them you know learn what I what I think is important and uh, and so I, I, I said to my students first day of class last year hey we're gonna do some TikToks and they got pretty excited about that and I think they thought I was gonna sing and dance and I didn't do much singing and dancing I stand in front of a whiteboard and I do a quick 60 second finance lesson and, and yeah it went it, it went viral pretty quick it's cool yeah, because I got on there. I mean, usually I'm an early adopter, so my kids and everybody was on there before I was this time. And then I saw yours, and I'm like, "This is brilliant. This is this is I like it." You know, so so what? I mean, so did they shut it down already? I mean, as far as to, is your account no longer, or can you still? No, I've, I've still I've still been posting on there a little bit. I I, I actually when when they when they uh, shut us down and we quarantined and and uh, um, uh, you know it's been five months that I. You know, uh, I haven't been a teacher in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I guess I did the online thing, but, you know, I, I like to interact with the kids. And and, uh, um, and so, yeah, I, I hadn't put much on there for about a five-month period. Um, one thing that I did during the quarantine I did a lot of is because my students knew that I was there and I was there is I, I would go live um, and, uh, and and the, the students would come on and join me and, we'd, you know, and I'd do some lectures and do some things live with them. Um, which was fun, um, but uh, but I didn't post a lot of videos. But with the new school year starting up, I've started you know throwing throwing some more content up. So what do you think? I mean, do you think that? Um, I mean, I didn't really have any major questions. I'm just going off the cuff of what I what comes to my mind. Or so if you um, you know, as far as the the online schooling, you see a lot of people that are going. I just don't like it. My kids are not getting that social interaction. But then you have the other people that are saying, this is pretty cool. I mean, they don't, they can do it right there in their house. Two o'clock, they go to wrestling practice. And I think it's good in, in both, in both ways, but I can see the positives and negatives. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on, on the online version? The thing, the thing that's in, there's a lot of fads that go through education and that's, that's always been a frustration of mine. And, but when, one of the things when I was, when I was a student, um, and I was going through an education program. Um, one of one of the classes that I took that I think was one of the most valuable classes that I've taken 
talked about uh, learning styles and they broke it down into seven different learning styles back then, you know, and, and, uh, you know, some people learn with their hands and some people learn by, you know, discussing and, and, and I think the, the, I think one of the biggest frustrations that I have with education in the traditional sense is that we really only appeal to uh, two different learning styles, you know, and, and if you're, if you're somebody who learns that way, you're you're labeled as an excellent student, right? And you're getting 4.0s, and you know, and, and and you're having a lot of success in education. Um, sorry, that's intercom at the school here. Um, Again, please call extension 713. But though you know, kids learn differently, and and that's where I I feel like. My son, that's a senior in high school right now, for example, um, when it comes to book work, when it comes to sitting in a classroom and, and learning in that way, he, he doesn't he doesn't do as well. Um, but the kid, the kid bought two motorcycles this year when it comes to mechanical stuff. And see, I do I do learn fairly well that way. But uh, he bought two motorcycles. He tore them apart and picked them both up and sold one of them to pay for both, you know, for, you know, for both of them. And I'm, I'm like, awesome. You know, I, I open up the hood of a car and I look inside and I just clap because I really have no idea what's going on under there. And I'm, you know, I applaud people that do, Yeah. And, you know, and, and he, he was able to teach himself really how to take apart an engine and, and, and put it back together, you know, and, and that is, that is intelligence, you know, and it's and it's not the intelligence that we um, that we promote in in in, tr in a traditional school setting, you know. Um, so you know that's I, I feel like you know that the education in a lot of ways pigeonholes um, learning styles, and, yeah. and I, you know there's a, there's a, there's ways to uh, you know reach out and allow more kids the opportunity to learn the way that they need to learn. So online, I, you know, there are kids that are going to learn better that way. And there's others that are going to say, uh, no way I got to have the interaction. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. Well, we do have an online, oh, we have a few online. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I, you know, since we've homeschooled, we've we've had our own curriculum that you know we'll put together, and uh, but this curriculum is pretty interesting, and um, I like it. I really do. I think it. I think it can take a kid that maybe was falling behind and has a chance to catch up. But I could also see where a kid. I I can. I was a social person, so for me, it was like I. I don't know if online would have been for me, but for some kids, I can definitely see that. It can. And I, I personally, I like the disruption a little bit. I like that they, you know, in Oklahoma now it's, it's like they're almost and they're, they're not telling the kids they have to, but I think to slow down some of the COVID, I think that they're okay. Well, let's, if you, if the majority of people, if you guys would home, if you guys would um, do it virtual, well then it'd be better for everybody. But then, but then, okay. But, two o'clock, come back. We're, we have basketball practice, wrestling practice, whatever. I'm like, how does that make any sense? You know I mean? Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I mean, none of this really makes that, sense. That, I think it's been politicized totally. Absolutely. I, I, uh, for your, for your listeners that don't follow me on Facebook, I know you do, but, uh, 
I, I, I'm a little bit of a nerd. And, uh, you know, when I, when I have a question, I'm going to go find it and I'm going to, I'm, I, I've, I've become so cynical about the media that I don't trust anything that I'm reading. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll read it. Um, because I think it, you know, they, they set the narrative oftentimes, but, but, uh, I'll read it, but I don't trust it. And, and so I, I want to try to go, I want to try to go to original sources. I want to try to go, if somebody says that, you know, this person said this in an interview, I want to go find that interview. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to go listen to exactly what they said and in one, in, in what context did they say it, you know? Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I've been, you know, looking at numbers and, and I said, okay, I'm going to take a number of factors. One thing I would, I would often times say is, you know, I feel like this is political and uh, I would compare two states and I would say, look at this state and look at this state mm -hmm. and compare those two. And, and then I'd get people saying, well, that's because this state is more dense. Yep. And, and I'd say, oh, okay, then, then tell me what two states you want to look at. You know, and this is where, you know, I, I, I geeked out one day when, when my wife was working and I said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do some research here. And I looked at unemployment rates. I looked at deaths per 1 million. I looked at density. I looked at whether you had a Republican or a Democrat governor, whether you went for Hillary or you went for Trump and, and, and just did a, did a research and pulled together, you know, a, a ton of stuff. And it's just, it's crazy to me how, if you take you know, a state with similar density and, you know, and I, I think I did one with Oklahoma. Did you see the, I did, did I do Oklahoma in one? I think you did. I, I think you did. And, and I, I think I looked at Oklahoma and maybe I threw Iowa in there. Um, and uh, I feel like there was one more state that I did with Oklahoma. But when you look at the comparison between a red state and a blue state, it's like, why are the blue states unemployed? The top bottom, you know, or sorry, the bottom 10 unemployment states out of the, out of the bottom 10, seven of them are blue states. One is a red state and the other two are purple, you know, uh, top 10 unemployment, uh, seven of them are red, three of them are purple, you know, and, and you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me, like th that we're, we're putting people's jobs, we're putting kids' mental health, their physical health, you know, for political reasons, you know? Yeah. I don't know if this would be happening, say if it was 2021. Right. I, I don't, I don't know if this would be happening. See, I was listening to a good podcast. Well, I was actually listening to Glenn Beck, but then he entered, he, he uh, was talking about James Altrucher. I think that's how you say his name, James Altrucher. And he was talking about New York. And he goes, he said, you know, in the seventies, it was horrible. It made a comeback and New York's always made comebacks. Right. Right. He said, they're not making a comeback. They're not going to make a comeback because he said, you know, you look at the, the leases and they're down 35% comparatively speaking to what they were say four months ago, five months ago, I would have hated. I mean, I've, I've heard people say this, they got a, they, they solidified a lease for a year in New York City right before COVID. Oh, and then 35% down now. I mean, the, the lease is from, I mean, you could, I could go get the same place 35%, 40% less than they did yeah. and lock it in, which would probably even go down more. Uh, but he's saying they're moving to Florida. 
They're moving to Texas. He said, we're talking major businesses been there a long time. They're leaving. They're not coming back. And then you have Texas and Florida, Oklahoma and places that are going. Yeah. But you know, don't bring your liberal thinking. You right. know, and right. I'm not, I guess I'm a little concerned about that, but I'm not really, it was like, why would you leave? If I mean, if, if it was really that great, why would you leave? But they, they're a very interesting crowd. The liberals, the left, you know, they, they don't want to stay where they, they claim that, uh, you know, it's, it's great to be a liberal. Then why are you moving? Why, why would you move to Oklahoma? You know, right. why would right. you move to Oklahoma? That's the last place a liberal wants to live. Because there's a job there. That's yeah. why. That's the only reason. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, that, but that's why. And, 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 and have you ever stopped to think why there's a job in Oklahoma and there's not a job in New York? You know, right. The same thing's happening in Utah with California, you know, and uh, um, we've get we've got uh, Utah's the lowest unemployment rate in the country right now. Um, and because, you know, because we're playing, we're even sports, you know, we've got uh, we I've got it just in my classes. I've got uh, I've got a girl from Michigan. I've got two boys from Portland, Oregon who came here because we're in school and they get to participate in, you know, that their activities. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, and, and like you say, you know, but California is funny that way because they, they'll leave California, they'll come to Texas or they'll come to Utah, you know, and, and they continue to vote the way they voted in California. And you say, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense if it never worked. I mean, it is a definition of insanity, you know? I mean, <laughs> they keep they keep going back to what they think is right. And I'm like, so you, you, you want Utah to not have any jobs. That, that's basically what you're, you know, by voting the way you're voting, which I don't know, probably be hard to find a Democrat to vote for in Utah, but I'm sure they're there. Uh, we have some here too. I mean, but in Oklahoma, we did have, we had our fifth district. Uh, I think it was our fifth district. Congress went um, went blue, but I think she's going to be a one-termer. I mean, everything else around her obviously went red, but all 77 counties voted Trump and went red. Salt, um, Salt Lake County, Salt Lake County is pretty, pretty blue. You yeah. know? And, uh, and so there's, there's a, there is a Congressman McAdams that's a, that's a, that's a Democrat from Utah. Uh, he's, he's being challenged this time around and he's going to have a tough go at it to, to, uh, you know, but before him, it was Mia Love, and uh, you know, it was a a black female Republican, right? And, yeah, yeah. Um, she uh, she had. I, I felt like she had a unique opportunity to really. Attention! Hey, there is a sorry for right. in the range. If so. you have a goal for Ranger. Please go and move your car right now. They are going to tow the car in five minutes. So, so somebody's about to get towed. It's not my car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always nervous about that. When I'm somewhere, they, they bring up the tag. Yeah. So, yeah, but Mia, Mia Love, and I, I just, she was. She struggled as a politician, I think, and so. Well, I'm gonna ask whatever happened to her because I do remember she was like a, you yeah. know, she uh, got she got beat by McAdams in the last in the last go round. That's so. how it happened. Yeah, 
we have some really, really solid uh, conservative women running. You know, uh, there's a girl running against Nancy Pelosi, which I don't think is going to win, obviously, not in that district. Hopefully, I'd love to see it. But we have some really sound um, conservative women running uh, in, you know, for U.S. Congress and U.S. Senate. So I think yeah. we'll some some changes. It's interesting. We're going. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if if uh, I mean I'm I think Trump will win. I do too. A lot of people think I'm crazy about that, but I think not only is he going to win, I think he'll hit 52%. That's a pretty good number to hit. I think he'll hit it. I have I have a bet I have a bet right now with a couple of people that uh, that Trump will, will get 15% uh, of the black vote. And uh, I, I really feel like a lot of the racial tension that we're seeing right now and that we're experiencing right now is because I, I, I think that there was a sense that it was sliding. That, that, that you know that there were a lot of a lot of uh, black voters that were starting to say, wait a second, what what am I doing here? You know, and you you say the definition of insanity. You just have to look at Chicago, you oh. have to look at Detroit, and you have to. And it's like, you know, how long how long are you going to allow the Democrats to continue to run your city into the ground? You know. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, at what point are you going to say, you know what, uh, let's let's try something different, you know? And I, you, you look at New York, and you mentioned New York. Like, when was New York at its peak? When you had a guy named Rudy Giuliani in there that cleaned up the city. Well, he was phenomenal. Yeah. So. yeah, he was phenomenal. And then you get this. I mean, man, I. We have a crazy mayor here in Tulsa right now, but I mean, and he, he claims to be conservative. Everybody knows he's liberal, but he remind not as, okay. I don't want to say he's as bad as Bill de Blasio, but boy, he's, he's an interesting character, but Bill de Blasio, I mean, that guy is single-handedly going to run everybody out of New York. Yes. Yes. And, and, and what's funny to me though, and this is where, you know, I just, I just marvel at the, at the ignorance is how can, how can Andrew Cuomo, have the approval rating that he has right now when you look at the the, the decisions that he made that directly impact impacted the deaths of so many lives in new york you know yeah and, you know oh but new york got hit hard and you say well why did new york get hit hard because the governor of your state forced sick positive covid patients back into the nursing homes yeah you know? and and Gee, I wonder why they got hit so hard. Well, you know, it's crazy, man. I, I didn't know much about Cuomo, um, but I listened to him on Hannity once, and the guy is totally like I've never seen a person act one way. Some, you know, on a, on a medium, on a platform, he, he he was like, well, I don't I don't always agree with Trump, but I do agree with him here, here, and here, and and he sounded almost moderate. Well, then you get him off the show, man. And I mean, he's turning, he's completely saying something totally uh, backwards. I'm like, you, I mean, I guess people don't catch that, but I was like, I've never seen anything like it. This is where I think Trump has really struggled in politics because he's not been a politician, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I think he gets on the phone with a Governor Newsom and he, and, he, and he says, all right, this is what we're gonna do for you. We're gonna send you this, we're gonna send you this. What else do you need from me? And, you know, and, and Governor Newsom says, well, well, we need this. We need this. And he says, all right, we'll make sure it happens. And and uh, all right. Is, are you good? Is there anything else that you need from me? And, and he gets off the phone with Governor Newsom and thinks that, hey, 
that's great. We, we get along great. We're doing great with each other. And he sends them all of the supplies that, re, that they requested and makes sure that, that California got what California needed. And, and then Newsom turns around and, and says, oh, that guy, he's not doing anything that we asked him to do. And, you know, and he's like, wait a second, you know, I, yeah. what? you know, and, and I think the same thing happened with Cuomo, you know, and he's, he's getting on the phone with Cuomo and saying, what do you guys need? What we'll get it taken care of. And, and he's a get it done kind of guy. And he, and he's, they say, that's what I need. And he gets it done. And then they turn around and say, oh, he's horrible. And, you know, in private conversations, I feel like, you know, these guys are, are, are having a civil discussion and a, and, a, and a working relationship. And then and then they could turn to the media and play this game. Yeah, I think that's what's happening, too. That makes sense, because I had never I mean, Cuomo said like I'd always heard all these horrible things about Cuomo and how much of a liberally is this, that and the other. Then I listened to him on Hannity. I'm like, well, you know, he's not really that bad. And then. Um, he turns, I mean, literally gets off the show with him and, and I mean, just rips. He says something totally opposite of what he just said 10 minutes ago on a show. And I'm going, if that's politics, I wouldn't be a good politician either. I mean, right. I really wouldn't. But that, That's why Donald Trump is not a good politician, though. No, he, he's not. But I think this this convention man, yeah. has been amazing. This convention is like, I mean, it, if, if there's not a more stark contrast between two parties, these two conventions, I don't know how, I mean, after, and I didn't, I didn't watch most of the Republican uh, convention. I've, I've listened to it uh, while I've been driving and then I'll, I'll watch a little bit of it. Other than Kimberly Guilfoyle, I think it's been pretty good. I mean, she was just a little loud for me. Her message was right, but wow. I mean, she was, even there, even the conservatives had an issue with her, but, um, um, but I think it was a stark contrast, the two conventions so far. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. And, and I, the, the thing that's the unfortunate thing about this election is it's not about Biden and Trump. It's about Trump and Trump. It is. You know, it, it, it's, it's whether it's whether uh, you hate Trump or you like Trump. Mm-hmm. And, and and there's a lot of people in the middle there that don't know what to think of Trump. And, and that that's 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 where, you know, it, it could go wrong. But I, I'm with you. I, I think that. Um, I think Trump will win, and I think he'll win by a pretty a pretty decent margin. Yeah, and it's got me a little. It's I think it's getting better, but there for a while, people were. I mean, U.S. I, I work for, you know, like I said, a few politicians and a U.S. congressman. I was talking to. He goes, "You really think Trump will hit fifty two percent?" I said, I, "I really do." I was listening to a guy in Rush Limbaugh fill in. He said that he thinks it's going to be Reagan numbers. I don't think it'll be Reagan numbers, but I do think that he could hit fifty two and. Uh, but this U.S. congressman I was talking to, I said, well, how do you how what's it like in Washington? Like, what how's it feel up there? He goes, oh, and he's a conservative. Like, and he goes, I I think it's 50 50 at best for Trump. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, I think it's 50. He said, it's a, it's not going to be a vote. It's kind of like what you said. It's not, you know, they're not going to vote for Biden because they like you. They're going to vote for Biden because they don't like Trump. And I said, I just don't think we're going to have as many numbers doing that as people think. I really don't. Right. But anyways, so what you're doing, I got to get ready to run here real quick, but what are you on flow? So is there a new agreement or is there something you guys have going on with them? No, I've, I've used, I've used track wrestling for quite a number of years. And uh, one of the things I, I I actually uh, had a conversation with, uh, but Justin Tritz, who is track wrestling, 
Um, I was using track wrestling literally since the beginning days when there was probably 10 to 20 tournaments on that software. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, and I developed a really good relationship with Justin, um, using his software to run events. And I've, I, I, there was no way I would leave track wrestling as long as Justin Tritz was with track wrestling. Um, but Justin, when he, when he made the decision, he was going to, you know, he sold the business and then he ended up stepping down and, uh, and, and I'm like, all right, now I'm going to do what's best for my, my event, my, my tournament. And one of the things that I feel like flow wrestling has done um, for our sport is they, they promoted our sport in a way that, you know, a lot of people can access information, content, mm-hmm. matches, college duels, and, 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 a number of, and a number of opportunities to really expose the sport of wrestling. And so I've, I've felt like, you know, flow wrestling is a great way to create exposure for the sport. But if, if I run a wrestling tournament, it's a great way for me to expose my event. Yeah. Yeah. I have mixed feelings on, on flow. I think there, there needs to be more, I think we're at the early stages of media uh, for wrestling. I think there needs to be more competition, uh, which will make better products. Um, I was, I liked, I was with you. I like track. I, I, I didn't always love track. It was easy to navigate. It was easy to use. Um, you know, a lot of people were, you know, here in Tulsa, uh, Tulsa nationals kickoff. They're always griping about, you know, how the, how the, uh, the brackets aren't as easy to navigate this, that, and the other, which I don't, I don't have an issue with it, but, um, and, you know, uh, I think flow from a standpoint, obviously this year they're, they're lacking in content because there is no content. There's no content now to be had in the summer and, uh, from, from COVID. So of course that, um, but I think they overall they've done a good. They've definitely played their part in wrestling. I don't think most people would know about wrestling, or they they've really exposed wrestling in a in a good way. I believe. Yeah, and I I think they've tried to you know create I, wrestling will never be MMA in yeah. the sense that like I I I don't know if you saw that interview between Dake and Burroughs, right? And and uh, it's almost like they're trying to create controversy and. Uh, just uh, wrestlers are, we are not, we're not, that's not who we are. We don't, right. we don't, I don't know. We don't talk crap on our opponent. Um, we have too much respect for our opponent and, uh, and, and uh, I, they're trying, I think they're in some ways there's, they're trying to create a little bit of that uh, um, drama to create, you know, yeah. news and, 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 and I, I don't know that wrestling will ever go to the extreme, obviously, of what MMA does with you know McGregor, McGregor and some of the characters that you have um, in the in, in MMA. But I, I even I, I would wa- I, I would watch uh, Henry Cejudo um, in in the MMA world, and he and he was trying to play this you yeah. know th- this controversial figure, and it's like that's not that's not Henry, not him at all, no. You know, he, he's, he's, he's such a good guy. You know, and I heard people talk about the date Burroughs deal and yeah. I don't think people, I think people got put off by that. I don't think people really liked that. There was just no, it just didn't look good. Um, you know, and I think it would help flow a little bit if maybe they had a little bit more understand if maybe they had more understanding of wrestling, they're good media, but as far as right. it's hard, it'd be like me trying to talk about basketball. I, there's no way I, it wouldn't come across right. Um, 
But I, you know, like I said, I guess there's a new one though, right? Uh, Rockfin or whatever. It's it's a new one coming out, or it's been around. They're putting out media on wrestling. R O K F I N, I think. And uh, it's pretty interesting. I think it has a possibility because it's user generated content. So like if you wanted to go have your own camps on there, then they pay X amount per month or whatever. I think that's a pretty interesting concept, but flow does flows. They were the only play in town for a while. You know, I mean, even track Heather, it wasn't the same thing, you know, but anyways. um, So what do you guys have coming up and do you have any, I mean, are, are there any tournaments at all or, yeah, so we do, we do, we have one in September, um, and uh, it's it's kind of a preseason tournament. Um, but uh, yeah, and and, and we're kind of waiting for the Utah High School Activities Association to to know exactly what our high school season is going to look like. Um, as of now, we'll we'll start our season in November um, as 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 planned, but. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. There's there's been some talk about limiting the number of teams at a tournament, limiting how many you know to one day tournaments instead of two day tournaments, and and that's that's a big part of the reason why you know I, I've said look I'm not going to wait for um, you know a government agency to you know make the decision of, as to whether I'm going to hold my event or not. I'm going to move forward in a way that you know we can we can have this event and. Uh, um, you know, put it, you know, put it on as, as it's happened for years now. Right. So. I think in Oklahoma, they're, the talk has been, they're going to try to keep it the same, but if they push it back, the issue I have with pushing it back is, is that you may have the world trials in April for cadet and juniors in Vegas. So, I mean, that, that's not good. If you're going to push it back to where your state tournaments in March going into April, um, I, I don't like that. In Oklahoma, they've talked about, well, say we just do district duels, dual state, regionals, and state. But this this, this is what's crazy to me. And I, I it, like somebody tell me the logic of what's going to be different two months from now. I know. I you know. know. It, 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 because there's an election in November? It's, you know, is that, is that the, you know, is, and I, I, I completely predict that in November, it's, COVID ain't going away. It'll be here. It's going to be with us, right? It's something yeah. we're going to learn to live with and learn to deal with. The, the, the question is, will the media hysteria and the hype and the, you know, the fear and the, you know, will, will that continue to be perpetuated after the election? And I, I don't you, you I, would I, think, I, man, the media would just exhaust. It's not like, how are they not exhausted? I mean, how are they not exhausted at this point? Because right now we're not hearing much about COVID right now. Like for the last week or week and a half, I've just noticed we haven't been hearing hardly anything about it. That's because, that's because you got riots going on and you got Black Lives Matter. And you, it, it, there's there's a there's a bigger, more important narrative that, that can help move our narrative forward right now. But, you know, when that narrative you know runs dry again, it'll it'll be back. Yeah. So I do think after if Trump does win. For sure, we're four more years of just, of just. I mean, they're going to be attacking him, and I think that's what people are afraid of. Like, well, maybe if Joe Biden wins, we wouldn't have all these attacks. And I'm like, dude, you look. You don't even want to know what it would be like if you have him in. So right, but but the thing that the thing that I keep thinking is, yeah, we we got four more years of Trump, but I think following that, I don't. 
it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm a Nikki Haley fan. I like I like Nikki Haley, and I like uh, Christy Noem out of um, South Dakota. Sure, but I don't. You know, I, I look at Nikki Haley and I say, gosh, you know, if 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 you put her on the ticket, um, it'll be interesting to see what the media does with with her. It would be, wouldn't it? Because yeah. what are they going to attack? I mean, I'm sure they still will. They they absolutely will try, but but will it backfire on them? Yeah, it's Trump's an easy target. He's not well spoken. He says a lot of stupid things. He, you know. Yeah. Um, but but she's classy. She's smart. She's a woman. She's you know uh, she's got I think Indian parents, right? I think yep. she's uh, um and 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 it's like so what are you what are you gonna what are you gonna go after? Yep. You know? Well, that'd be uh, yeah. They'll tax something on her for sure. Oh, for sure. But, we, but got, I, we got another I got a meeting coming up here. Um, I want to, like I said, I've wanted in, in my podcast, we'll bring entrepreneurs on sometimes a politician, but then wrestling, it, it's hard for me not to bring a wrestling, you know, mind on because a lot of my friends are wrestlers and entrepreneurs. So it's like, it, and there, you know, there's some good wrestlers that have turned into some really good entrepreneurs. So that's how, that's what my show ends up being. So it was just fun having you on and it was kind of like at the last minute, but I'm like, let's do it, you know? And right on. so it, where, if people want to follow you, um, on on instagram uh twitter or facebook are you on all of those or are you just on a couple of them or uh facebook and instagram you know yeah. on facebook it, you know if, if they're looking for my wrestling tournament it's it's the, it's the rumble or rockwell rumble um you know and and uh, just my personal page um just just my name colt kelly but uh if uh you know, on, on, uh, Instagram, I, I don't do a lot on Instagram. So I'm going to take talk. I mean, there's still people there, right? Yeah. At, it's, it's, uh, Mr. Cole Kelly, Mr. And, Cole Kelly. At yeah. 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 I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens there. Hopefully I, I guess an American company will buy them or that's create That's create That's opened some doors for me and created some opportunities. So I'm pretty excited about some of the, some of the opportunities it's, it's opened up. Yeah. That was, I mean, I saw your numbers on there. It's amazing. So, well, Cole, I appreciate you being on. And uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. you have a good day. Yeah. We'll see you.